is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Mixes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Brad, I've done it. I've figured out how to solve racism. How, how can we solve racism? Uh, you do it by doing what these characters in this JRPG do. Um, and essentially... Spoiler alert! It's a JRPG with uh, with with uh, the universe at stake. So what do you? So what do you do in order to solve it? You kill God, basically. Man, they're just like. <laughs> so now, now I'm trying to think of any. Now you're getting me to to really sit back and think about any RPG, any JRPG specifically. Um, they are all atheist. They're which all are, atheist. Yeah, but but I'm just trying like like which the main boss like the final boss in the game is not to kill either literal literally god or a other or another godlike being yeah yeah because like because like you because like you can go like so like final fantasy 6 god final fantasy 7 godlike being final fantasy 8 sorceress with time traveling powers track you know godlike being in my book uh Final Fantasy and she nine. wasn't even she wasn't even like the final boss. The final boss yeah. is God. So yeah, uh, Final Fantasy nine, uh, late late game switcheroo, God. Uh, Final Fantasy yeah. ten, Godlike being. Final Fantasy. 12. I mean, it's literally called sin. Yeah, in Final Fantasy 10. <laughs> so it just it just it just keeps going. Um, you know, obviously all, all the all the SMT games, uh, as Carrie has told us, all all feature you killing God. Um, look, that th- this is a culture and a and a mindset uh, that I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, I I am down with your um. What's the uh, what's what's the word for God homicide? I know there's a word for it. Uh, like. Deicide? Is that a thing? That doesn't feel like it's I, a thing. I, I, it doesn't feel like a word. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's I, see, I figured let's, you let's, would know. Let's, we'll see it. let's see if Google can come through for me here. No, it is deicide. You are correct. Oh, all right. So th- that's, <laughs> that sounded not real and too easy. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose uh, Christians would call it patricide. Um, in, no, in no, honesty, we, we so. call it um, Easter. <laughs> i thought easter is i thought easter is when zombie well, rises, yeah, ri- easter ri- rises is, from the grave yeah easter is resurrection sunday that's what black people call it resurrection, resurrection sunday. sunday it makes it sound uh, like a football event <laughs> good friday is what we call uh the death of uh that that's what that's what happened good, good friday good, good friday is when is when jesus gets gets murked by by his 12 closest friends and yeah, that, and that's Good go. Friday. You think you think if any Friday was a bad Friday, it would it would it would be the one where Jesus was like, "Why are you guys coming at me like this? I, I don't I don't understand." That's my hand. Ow, it hurts. Um, speaking of football, the first ever we we missed it last week because I wasn't looking far enough ahead on the schedule. The first ever uh, dense pixels derby was this past <laughs> weekend as Chelsea. Uh, took on Tottenham Hotspur, um, <laughs> Micah's club against against my club, and uh, look, what a match! Uh, th- like I said, I, I I stopped watching at halftime, and uh, a deserved draw 
from the two sides uh, where Tottenham definitely had the better of the play uh, in the match. Yeah, I feel like you should go back and finish. Nah, you know what? I, I, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm good. No, that was that was um, that was awful. I knew as soon as Conte came on because 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 basically like through that match, like through the first half, we were bossing. Tottenham was bossing the midfield. Um, but Conte wasn't playing. I was actually a little surprised when they didn't have Conte in the starting lineup. Um, and then Conte came on in the second half, and uh, that was the end of that. Because even though he's like <laughs> lost a step a little bit, he's still probably like one of the three best uh, pivots, as they're called, or uh, or defensive midfielders uh, in the Premier League. He's very good. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm still, you know, new to this, so I had to look him up. And um, yeah, apparently that guy is a he's a beast. Yes, he's, uh, he, he is a fucking monster. Um, <laughs> he is a great defensive player, fantastic on the ball, a great passer out of the back out of the back of the midfield. Um, very important for ball progression. And uh, yeah, he is he is just a really good football player. And then Tottenham responded uh, to going down 2-0. Uh, by pulling off their two best ball moving midfielders as well in Lacelso and in Dombele. And I was like, well, I I I don't know how we're gonna get the ball up to Harry Kane and Yunming Son, but uh you know, guess guess we just mailed it in there at the at the at the end. So it's uh you you picked a very good team for me to like. Yeah. Because uh it's it's easy to like a team when they're winning and when they're very good. So Yeah, they, I mean Chelsea is a legitimate uh title contender this season. Um uh, they'll probably be in it till the very end, I would imagine. Yeah. And again, it was it was really frustrating because Spurs definitely did have the better of the play for at least the first like thirty five minutes of the game, give or I take. I was a little yeah, I was a little worried uh when the game uh first started i was i was out riding my bike with my wife and son and uh and i'm sitting there with my phone on my bike mm-hmm. uh and i was like oh i don't know if i need to pay attention to this right now at this moment but uh <laughs> i was like but i can't i can't not look away so we we have to hurry up and get home yeah and uh but yeah yeah i i enjoyed it for so, fortunately for me uh i am quite used to tottenham you know Cocking it up in big games, as as it were. That's kind of that's kind of par for the course with uh with Spurs. It's I've lived this day uh, many times. Uh, this Chelsea game. Uh, speaking of living the same day over and over again, uh, we've now we're now about a week removed from Deathloop's release. Uh, I've put in a probably probably another good like eight hours, give or take. I I, I feel like I am close to getting like the proper sequences of events lined up in order to to take out all of the visionaries in one day mm-hmm. um i've been doing the side quest kind of unraveling some of the understories in the game what what, what i appreciate about death loop is that it is not a game that pressures you to play it a ton like like the narrative that it kind of dangles in front of you is is sparing but it's not like you know, like, oh, I have to find out what happens next because you're kind of like filling in sequences and filling in gaps because the way that they have the game set up is they have these like quest lines that set up through multiple days. And and there it's it's a pretty typical quest chain, really. The, well, the thing that makes it atypical is that you have to keep, you know, doing the loop over and over again. 
mm-hmm. and going to different areas at different times a day to gather um, different intel, essentially. Um, and so that part is interesting because, like I said, the the areas do change uh, from time period to time period based on what time of day you go. And you have to go at specific times a day for certain side quests even to open up and you know, and and they you, you can stumble upon like big things accidentally in this game. Like you can go, you know, tackle a side quest that seems um, insignificant and then you stumble upon like something pretty major. So it's been fun. Um, but like I said, I, I don't feel like I have to like sit down and, and pound this game like I can play other things and, you know, get to it when I have time. So. So I've only put about maybe hour, maybe two hours into it. So have, far. have you finished? Have you fi- so? Do you have the um? Have you unlocked the ability to absorb uh, residium yet? Because that's basically like the end of the tutorial. Essentially, is 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 the residium? So no, I um I let's see, I I got the I I basically did the first when you go to his apartment. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I've done. Okay, so so, you, so you you really haven't even yeah I haven't yet. touched the yeah. I haven't touched I haven't really scratched the surface. I, I had to fucking find the reason that racism exists. Well, well, so so you beat <laughs> Tales of Arise then is what you're yes saying. I finished Tales of okay. Arise. So I'm going to uh, so I can kind of put that on the back burner. I'm going to mop up like trophies because I've sure. looked at the rest of the trophies and they seem kind of like doable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put that on the back burner. I'm going to play Death Loop until. Friday before I give Lost Judgment a try, yeah. and 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 I, those two games are going to balance me because like Lost Judgment and um, the 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 studio that makes that game I can't remember the name off the top of my head. They make games that take forever and a day to finish, mm-hmm. um, and I, you can get burned out on them very easily. Uh, so Death Loop is going to be my palate cleanser. Okay. I, th- I think I think it works well for that because since it is run based. So like the other day, um, the last time I played, I really wanted to like explore this one area um, at a specific time of day just to kind of like noodle around and fuck around stuff. I literally spent like an hour and a half um, mm-hmm. in this one zone, but I feel like I accomplished a lot. Like I came out with a lot of residium. I was able. I found a lot of like upgrades and trinkets and stuff like that that I was able to to lock in essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, even though I, I only went to one area and I played for like an hour and a half, like I still felt like I accomplished a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, like, like it fits nicely into kind of whatever time period you want to, you want to play it within, which, which is handy. So I will say in my hour, Mm -hmm. maybe of playing, um, that game looks way better than any video does it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's smooth, and I was a little worried because you know the the arcane color palette looks a little muted to me at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that game looks way better. It feels way better than what videos would um, let you to be- lead you to believe. Um, which is which is nice, and um, and I like Colt. I I didn't know if I would like Colt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Colt walks that line of being a character that is like he's very much a black dude, right? But he's not like 
Coltrane black dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of walks that line. Not that there's anything wrong with Coltrane from Gears of War. I I I, I enjoy that character, but at the same time, you know, that character is like, woo, loaded, yes, sir. Like, ooh, all right, you know, calm down. But Colt has the right amount of like realistic dialogue that yeah. I would imagine someone who woke up in his situation would like the delivery is very, very good. Yeah. So for, I for that character. I may not be the best person to make this comparison. He strikes me as like, what if Luke Cage was was like coming of age in the night, like like was an adult in the 1960s kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like I I yeah, I I that is a very apt analogy. Um not that not that whack ass Luke Cage from Netflix, but like <laughs> but like you know, the real like comic book Luke Cage. Yeah, that's the sweet Christmas Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I I like that analogy. He's a he's a very he's a very interesting character. Um and uh I'm looking forward to playing uh I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Yeah, it's it's cool because like I said, like Juliana talks to you basically every time you venture into a new area. Mm-hmm. Um ever like like so multiple times a day, depending on how many areas you're venturing into. And she like like I haven't heard any repeated dialogue. Um the dialogue hasn't gotten old. Like it's it's very um I guess the closest comparison that I can relate it to uh, is kind of like in Bioshock um, when you, like when you were first talking, like when you were kind of building that relationship with Atlas um, as you go through the game before, you know, before that whole twist. Um, that's kind of like so like it's that kind of like back and forth between them, um, which I think is pretty cool. And like I said, the, the environments are varied. And, and again, I went to one area like four times before stumbling upon half the things that are actually in there that I never really noticed before because I didn't explore enough. And and the game even tells you like, don't, don't feel like you have to explore everything. Yeah. You, the first time through like, you're, cause you're going to come back a ton so you can, you can do it then. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good. I like the visionaries. Visionaries are like, like if you want the over the top characters, like the visionaries are like the over the top, like caricatures of, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, this game, this game is, has a lot of allusions to you know 60s era spy movies yeah and um and you know and and the music and the feel of it right and when i think 60s era spy movies i think like james bond henchmen and yeah and they are over the top characters so good i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to 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 seeing them and murdering them uh, in the <laughs> face <laughs> So very cool. So more more to come uh, on that. Uh, aside from that, I'm just continuing to play uh, F1, which I'm getting better. Like I'm I'm much better at driving the car. Um, and let me tell you something: dr- getting good at driving in F1 has translated into getting better at driving in Gran Turismo because it's a lot easier <laughs> to handle the cars in Gran Turismo than it is a Formula One <laughs> race car. <laughs> Um, I'm still very bad at F1. So like I started uh, like the my team mode, which my team, first of all, one of the most contrived modes I've ever seen in a game. Like so like they have a typical career mode where you can take over the career 
of either like one of the existing drivers or you can create your own driver and insert yourself on like one of the teams essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but my team is even better and they've had this mode of the game for a couple of years in my team. Uh, you play as the driver owner of a new F1 team. That's the 11th team on the grid. So you not only have to mat like you not only have to drive in the races, but you also have to manage like the, R&D on the team and develop your car and manage the finances and and all that kind of stuff as well. Like I said, the concept is contrived. Like you could have easily just been like, hey, you're the owner and you can just take control of one of your drivers. But I guess they want you to really feel that ownership because they also have like cut scenes where like you have to give interviews and talk to the press. And based on the answers that you give, will raise or lower your stats or like your department, like the different departments you have within your company, you might you know, take notice of your answers and it might motivate them or demotivate them like that kind of thing. Um, so it, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny concept to me. Um, Cause like I said, I'm like this like 25 year old guy. It's like you own an F1 team and you drive for it. This is amazing. I'm just like, feels, feels implausible, but okay. Cause it costs a lot of money to run an F1 team, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, but it's been a good time. Uh, I have still not like, I finished last in every race so far though. Uh, cause I keep damaging the car because, <laughs> because I'm having trouble getting off the grid and getting through like the first couple turns without like clipping into the back of somebody and like damaging my front wing on lap one <laughs> and then having to pit immediately and then getting fucked for the rest of the race essentially. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning F1. Um, Gran Turismo continues to be a fucking pleasure. Like I said, driving hour-long endurance races with a real wheel is is actually a lot of fun. So, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, Other than just sitting like this for a fucking hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is a lot more. A uh, lot more exciting. Um, there's quite a few new games coming out this week. Uh, Super Arcade Football comes out for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits comes out for PC and PlayStation. Uh, Sheltered 2 comes to PC. World War Z Aftermath comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Source of Madness comes to PC. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I did not realize that was coming to Switch. Uh, Ember comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Fufi's Adventure comes to PC. MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries comes to PlayStation. Medieval Dynasty comes to PC. Sable comes to PC and Xbox. The Death Stranding Director's Cut comes to PlayStation Uh 5. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, 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 I don't know, comes to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, Lost Judgment comes to PlayStation and Xbox Series X specifically. Oh wow, no Series S. I mean, according to this, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't uh, say uh, it. So it's almost, almost like that thing didn't need to exist. <laughs> honest, <laughs> honest, honestly, I'm ha- like so. Like, I want to get an Xbox, right? It's a lot easier to get a Series S than a Series X, uh-huh. but like. I don't know. I just like knowing that the X is out there. It's hard. Yeah. To, like uh, what's the, like, what's the point? Like, yeah. I, I just don't, you know, I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. It's like, Hey, but, but really all you'd be losing is the optical drive, which I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And two K's. Cause you still, <laughs> you, cause you, cause you still get two K on the series S 
and then you can get up to 4K. Well, I guess you can get up to 8K on the Series X, but yeah, I don't have an 8K it, monitor, I mean, so it's a If you don't have, yeah, if you don't have a monitor there, but you know, you can future proof it, right? That's <laughs> like saying, oh, I can, I can technically eat this food with a toothpick, but forks exist. You know what I mean? Like. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but 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 S's are more readily available than X's. Uh, yeah, there's probably a reason for that because don't <laughs> nobody want them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just thinking of it from the perspective as this is a secondary secondary yeah, console. All I would honestly, be, all I'd probably be getting is Game Pass and playing whatever Game Pass you know bequeaths upon me. Honestly, I I I probably wouldn't get either if I were you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> There's nothing on there that you would play that that um, that you can't play on PlayStation. And that's that's not true. I can't I can't play the Ascent you, on PlayStation. I can't. I mean, play, okay. I can't uh, what play are you, Halo Infinite on PlayStation. I'm such a big yeah, yeah, Halo yeah, fan. On, <laughs> I I can't imagine you playing a bunch of Halo. Um, I and you know I think you would play the Ascent for a while, but. I think if you if you hold out, mm-hmm. you're you're going to be swimming in games on your PlayStation mm-hmm. that you probably won't need that second system. You're pro- you're probably right. Again, the the thing the thing that I'm at odds with is the need to be in the zeitgeist all the time. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I look. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Um, but I, you know, I'm. I'm forcing myself to to play judgment on my Xbox mm-hmm. one because I don't have any money, and I always keep and two I always keep money on my my Xbox account, um, and and two I I have the first one on there so yeah, um, I don't know I've heard we'll I've heard I've heard so uh, like I on some podcasts I've listened to I've, I've listened to some folks that have gotten review copies of of Lost Judgment. Uh, mm. Talk about the beginning of that game, and I cannot wait to hear uh, your your recap of of the beginning of Lost Judgment next week. Ah, because 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 it sounds because it sounds hilarious and incredibly Japanese. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> it takes me back to the early two thousands when I was in college, and that's all I would do is watch Asian cinema. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Awkward transition. Go to densepixels.com slash fans if, if you, to go if you, to... If you uh, like Asian cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to densepixels.com slash fans to be invited into our Discord. Uh, you can... Let's see. I'm there now. And uh, we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a post office where you can post literally anything at... at well, you can post any questions or comments that you have for us uh, at any time of the day, and we will read them uh, within the week. Uh, There's a channel that's looking for groups. There's a memes channel. Um, There's there's other stuff that we talk about on this show, including like wrestling. Like there's some sort of uh, uh, Carrie. Why is Carrie in the wrestling channel? Because uh, oh. the, the Miz is on uh, Dancing with the Stars this season. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, we talk about a lot of good, a lot of, lot of fun stuff. There's uh there's an F1 racing channel. There's mm-hmm. an English Premier League channel. So go to densepixels.com and get invited to our our Discord. 
Um, you can also go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and uh, subscribe to us. Click the bell notification icon uh, and select all to get all of our videos. You can see uh, you can see us in very different lighting. Uh, Brad is in some nice, warm lighting. Uh, looks bright. Uh, and I am here struggling with uh, with white light. Uh, trying to make sure that I am seen, but not washed out. So <laughs> go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Uh, you can subscribe to all of the TMP podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which Brad is going to record right after this one. And if that's not enough, for $5 a month or $50 for the year, you can get access to the premium content by going to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, you'll get access to the airing of grievances, which is coming back very soon because um, we all have the DVDs of Seinfeld, but like who knows how to use a DVD anymore. No. Uh, so uh, Netflix is uh, bringing all of Seinfeld to their platform uh, in October. So we will start those back up again in October. No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, which we plan to record our second in our Metal Gear Solid series, Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, Upstage Conversation, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast at densepixels.com slash premium. It's going to be wild. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quantic Dream is back in the news for a couple things. The first of which feels shocking to me. Um, and that is that apparent reportedly Quantic Dream is developing a Star Wars game. And has been for the last 18 months. According to the report that came from Kotaku, um, who cited an unnamed source familiar with the project. Uh, the game is going to focus less on quick time event style mechanics and more on traditional action elements, which I don't know, honestly, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because all we know from I, Quantic Dream is they are the moving, you know, the interactive they're, they're, movie they're, video game. Exactly. Right. They're the interactive movie people. Um, like they made a, uh, they made a game a long time ago called the Nomad Soul, mm -hmm. and um, I played it. I played it on a Dreamcast, and it was their like action game. Mm -hmm. And from what I remember, now this was twenty years ago. From what I remember, it wasn't like the best thing in the world in terms of like action, but it was also twenty years ago, right? So I don't really know what to I don't really know what to predict on uh, an action front. Uh, I do kind of have a feeling I know what to predict on what the studio is kind of known for mm -hmm. getting um, getting big name C minus list actors to come in and deliver uh, a, a ham fisted story. Um, and look, you know, you're, Star Wars, you're hitting, you're hitting rude, rude to hit Willem Dafoe and Elliot Page with C minus 
Oh, I, you know what? I totally forgot they were in. I totally forgot because I consider them like actors. Yeah. So I totally forgot that uh, you know Jesse Jesse Williams. I you know. I don't know that's that, that that's is. fair. That 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 that's fair. Um, yeah, I totally forgot those two were were in. Uh, and ironically, I have not played that game. Like, that's the only game of theirs that I haven't played, starring the best uh, actors that they have ever got. I th- don't you own it? I think they gave it away for free. I think I do, and I just point. never played it. Like I, I guarantee you that game was on PlayStation, Plus <laughs> and I never played it. So I might have to go back and play it, but I, I just can't. Like they fucking quantic dream man, man i'm i'm like i'm a little like man clancy brown c minus what game was he he in? was in he was in uh detroit as what hank hank anderson oh that's right he was in it yeah he was in it yeah um, yeah i, I mean i that. i know you know i know lance hendrickson is in fucking everything but is is lance hendrickson a c minus list actor okay all right I'll give it. I'll give it. They had a. B they had minus. a. They had a few guys in there. They had. They I'll had give a you. I'll, I'll give you B minus, and then the anomaly that was uh, the one with uh, Willem Dafoe and Elliot Page. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember the name. Beyond Beyond Two, two Souls. Souls. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, I can't. So like, I I can already picture what the what the story is going to be for this game. It'll happen in like the old Republic. And there'll be two superpowers in the galaxy, uh, in in like a in a state of standoffish conflict with one another that they never escalate to like actual battles, but there's a lot of like espionage going on for many years uh, throughout the galaxy as they grab as these two superpowers grapple for control uh, of to, to to be the dominant superpower. Uh, in the entire galaxy, perhaps between like, you know, the Jedi order and, and like, you know, the, the, the politics side of, of, uh, of Star Wars, uh, a cold war of sorts, uh, between the two. Um, and, you know, we'll have like a lot of like, like you could have like, uh, like the president on one of the, on like the politics side could be named like, you know, like President Nix or something like that. And then, you know, uh, a, the, a Jedi leader could be, you know, like, uh, like, like, uh, like Gorb Ochov could be like their name. And then that way that it's, you know, <laughs> very original story, uh, not based in any kind of history. At all. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just, Cause that's what, cause that's what they do. Yeah. Right? Just, just, like I said, just, just based on their last game, you know, very, very original story. Uh, they had a dream, um, to be able to tell the story of, uh, of, of Android rights. <laughs> uh in in the future based on nothing oh and they got a known um a known uh celebrity activist to uh to 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 be in it coincidentally playing the oppressed uh person yeah uh look david cage is not going to win any you know writing awards he's not um i'm kind of, but I'm, I'm just kind of over like Detroit seemed cool, and then like when you told me about the storyline behind it, it completely killed any excitement that I had for the game. Because like when as you were telling me about that, like it was very clear that it's like oh they literally just made the civil rights struggle 
Like to the point where like androids are like sitting on the back of the. I'm like, come on, like like it's, it's yeah. fucking it's it that's slow hanging fruit. Like I enjoyed Heavy Rain, um, as much for I thought the story was interesting equally as much as like the meme ability of the game. Like like the game yeah. was an incredibly memeable game. Um, I did not play Beyond Two Souls either, so that's why I was kind of looking forward to, uh, Detroit. Um, but like I said, I was completely unenthused. Now you're bringing Star Wars into the mix, which <laughs> at this point, you know, my, 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 my enthusiasm <laughs> level for Star Wars, if it's, if it's possible to have a negative amount of enthusiasm for, for a property, <laughs> that is where I'm at right now. Like the only, the only Star Wars thing that I'm even remotely ex- interested in is this KOTOR remake and only because I've never played KOTOR. Like that's the only reason that I'm interested in it because I want to experience uh, this beloved game yeah. that everyone says is amazing. So. I mean, here's the thing with KOTOR, right? Like, well, okay. A couple things. One, you're, you're absolutely right about Detroit. It, it's, it's very ham fisted. Yeah. I don't mind like blatant storytelling. Right. I, I, I just finished tales of a rise. I don't, and that, that shit is about an, an oppressed people. <laughs> enslaving uh being enslaved by other people right like it's fine but that game has other things going for it whereas detroit is it is it is the most passive video game the the, the every game that they make mm-hmm. is just the most passive experience of 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 video gaming that that you can have right like it's literally they are literally like you said interactive well and that's the thing like heavy rain it's almost like because of the way the mechanics work in the game you're almost like observing the experience because of how passively you're interacting with it you i mean really you have more agency in like a telltale game in a lot of ways because at least the choices that you make in a telltale game have direct you know, impacts and throughways on the story. I guess you kind of do in Quantic Dream games as well, because based on things you do or how well you perform, like think different things can happen, and there's a lot of branching paths and and things of that. Yeah, nature. you get different endings yeah. depending on. But it, what but you, you do. but you feel much more like a passenger, or at least or at least I didn't have you rain. Like I felt almost like I was watching a window into this story unfolding, as opposed to really driving it. Yeah, you you don't. It, it, their games aren't games that you feel like you got to go back and replay to get a different ending. Mm-hmm. Like the ending I got is the ending I got. And, and so be it. Um, the thing with KOTOR for people who've never played it, I'm very curious to hear their experience mm-hmm. because I feel like KOTOR is it gets the nostalgia bump man like it is and it is it has a twist in it that it is you know i that's what the game i think is known for Mm -hmm. no one talks about the way that game plays no people barely talk about any of the other characters right like who the fuck remembers cartho nasi right like he's not he's not a a a character that people just kind of are are like oh boy I can't wait to to get with back into the adventures of Cartho Nassi right <laughs> it's a it's a game that's very good don't get me wrong it's a very good game but I think people are seeing it through rose colored glasses because the game actually fooled them 
Like it's, the game actually got a an emotional like, oh shit! It's it's and, ironic that you're making this argument towards Kotor because I think if you weren't inclined, like if you weren't such a big fan of this series, I feel like the same argument can be levied at Mass Effect One. In a lot of ways, uh, maybe. Because, 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 the, because the big <laughs> moments that happen in Mass Effect One paper over the very weak parts of Mass Effect One, of which there's a lot in, in yeah. modern in modern you know when compared to modern sensibilities in game design. Yeah, that game plays like dog shit, man. But, uh, <laughs> but I feel like Mass Effect has a couple different big moments, mm-hmm. whereas Kotor has one gigantic moment, right? And and so I'm I'm very interested to see how people look. I, look, I'll be the first one to play that goddamn Koto remake. You better believe it. <laughs> but uh, I'm very curious to see. I got Koto on my goddamn phone right now. That's how much I love that game. But I will. Uh, I'll be very curious to see what people think of it, and you know what what is done differently, if anything. Yeah, I got it. But but I got to say, Quantic Dream's take on the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Well, and and here's here's the other thing that worries me is the same thing that worries me with every Star Wars, with every new Star Wars property that's coming out. The other reason that I'm, you know, passively interested in KOTOR is because it's not the fucking Skywalker era canon saga like like that's my that's my worry is that they're gonna do some sort of like you know offshoot of what something that of of a story that we're already intimately familiar with or that takes place around a story that we're intimately familiar with yeah i don't want um i don't want a um like a sequel to episode nine through this right like i don't want like you know Finn and Ray and all that. I don't, I don't, I don't need those actors to come in and, and do this. I just kind of want to be done with that. Star Wars is so much bigger than just those nine chapters. <laughs> you, you, you would think you would think that. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, um, uh, we'll see. God damn it. Like Detroit, I was just kind of like, all right, I think I've had my fill of quantic dream. Mm-hmm. But uh I, I'll be lying if 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 uh if I said I wasn't somewhat interested in what they plan on doing with a Star Wars license. Yeah. But this is this is what we're gonna see now. Like we're gonna see a lot of other studios get to uh get to take a shot um at Star Wars now with the EA exclusivity uh being a thing of the past. At yeah. this point, so we'll uh, we'll get to see what other folks have to bring to the table uh, with the Star Wars universe. I need, I need Leonardo to tell me. Leonardo, I'm putting out the call to Leonardo to tell me if there is a current generation Star Wars property that does not revolve around the episodes one through nine or have any relation to that canon that I would enjoy. Like, is there a TV show? a specific series of books, even a graphic novel that I would enjoy that tells a kick-ass Star Wars story that is not Skywalker adjacent in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what was that, that is one? in KOTOR. What was that one? Um, was it Shadows of the Empire? That, But that, but that's Skywalker adjacent. And, well, and, and to be clear, I love Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire, technically not canon anymore. So fuck off. Oh, that. yeah, that's right. So, that's right. 
I think, um, and look, to be fair to Star Wars, this uh, gigantic uh, uh, multimedia uh, conglomerate uh, idea thing mm-hmm. that doesn't need me to be fair to it at all. <laughs> um, you know, the, the Skywalker stuff is like the big deal, right? And of course, everything is going to revolve around that, right? Like, like they effectively destroyed space Nazis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's and think about think about all the games that revolve around World War Two yeah. that that we do. So I you know, I've softened on my on my um on on the on you know stories being around and about that. Mm-hmm. But um but I do agree with you. Like I you know, I want this I the pro- the property is just like you could literally do anything. Right. You could literally do anything. And and again, it doesn't have to be like like I heard the point made, like, you know, you're probably not gonna see much in the way of like after the Star Wars saga content, like like in the future of that. But there's yeah. you know, how many thousands of years of the past that you could really rip there's- on as much as you want, because with the past, at least you know what the destination is. So you can craft almost any narrative you want to around that. And they did before, before the Disney acquisition. So this, they, they kind of are trying to do that now. Mm-hmm. I know this is like star Wars talk and, and from two people that are just like burnt, one burnt person, <laughs> one person is just like casually into it. And the other has literally negative interest into it, <laughs> but, uh, but they are kind of doing that with a series of books that they have that take place in the high Republic. Okay. And, and it's, it's kind of like a, a fresh start for star Wars. Okay. And, and so, but I don't know if this would be your thing either, but see, you know I, I mean? but I, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot because I enjoy the world of star Wars. There's just so many things about star Wars that I despise that I've grown to despise. Mm-hmm. You know, the fandom being incredibly yeah. toxic and, you know, the the lackluster book ending of the stellar original trilogy and, and yeah. the fact that the, you know, the EU fairly got blown up because obviously Disney shouldn't be beholden to all that canon that got written. But there was a shitload of fucking tapestry that got woven by all these authors and and other stuff that they built a really interesting, fully fleshed out universe and yeah. it's just like, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna pl- press down the plunger and look, all that exists are are these <laughs> are these six movies and this one TV show. All uh, that exists yeah. are everything we bought. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like I said, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, more more Quantic Dream news because just one Quantic Dream story is never enough in a week. Um, so we talked quite a bit about. The, uh, you know, the the charges of harassment and all sorts of wild shit that got reported uh, about Quantic Dream in the French newspaper Le Mans um, and which was proven in court, by the way, like we talked about how judgment was ruled against them. Well, the 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 founders of Quantic Dream, uh, David Cage and Guillaume uh, de Fondemier, uh basically sued Le Mans for libel. Uh, based on the story that they reported and were, again, proven to be found guilty of in court. Uh, and they won this libel suit against Lamont because Lamont wasn't 
willing to betray their sources to prove that the stories were true. So they basically had no way to refute in court uh, the case that Quantic Dream was bringing against them. And so they and so even though the the information is probably true and a court judgment was was one against Quantic Dream, they can't uh, <laughs> they 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 like they they've been proven that Lamon uh, libeled them at, at the same time. Fucking <laughs> French court system apparently incredibly weird. Yeah, apparently it's just incredibly easy to subvert the law. Um. <laughs> well, that, so, so so for those not familiar, um, and if and we have a mostly U.S. centric audience, so you might not be. Uh, the U.S. is actually one of the few places uh, that make it very difficult to go after uh, publications for slander and libel. Uh, it's really difficult to sue like a newspaper or a magazine in the U S or a TV station for libel or slander um, because of how the U S justice system works in Europe. They have very strict libel laws actually um, hmm. in a lot of European countries. So that, so that's why this is not that much of a shock. Um, according the, my favorite part of this is uh, in this trial, um, according to uh, so the quantum dream lawyers, uh, the Lamont article only came about because it, it was revenge for the co-CEO refusing them access to the VIP section of a Quantic Dream party, which to me, if true, <laughs> sounds like the most French reason to, 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 to file an expose on someone that I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? It's 100 percent true. Look, I I. uh I've, I've fashioned myself as an uh, as a as an amateur francophile, and uh, those people are petty, um, and they don't they don't like they're they're petty and they're uppity, and and yeah, this is one hundred percent. That was one hundred percent true. <laughs> I, I I believe it. Um, okay, all right, Quantic Dream. I mean, you're still like you're still French, so everything that was said in the expose is also true right like it's weird because like i believe i believe that that's why they investigated but i also believe that everything they investigated is 100 percent true it's it's like i said so the the stories that were told from that uh from that expose are fucking wild and 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 again the fact that lamon was still was was hiding behind their source essentially to me kind of leads credence to it. I'm, I'm glad they didn't dime out their source, um, yeah. which would have been shitty. Uh, but just like I said, the, the French legal system, apparently fucking wild uh, when it comes to this stuff. Uh, finally, more legal news. So, so the, the blizzard Activision saga never ends. Uh, we got most of, we got one of the more interesting uh, twists in the tale uh, this week, because now, Activision Blizzard is up on some federal shit right now because the SEC is now looking into the company uh, because of <laughs> this is fucking fantastic uh, because let's see if I could find the reasoning in here. 
Uh, basically, they're examining the company's disclosures regarding employment matters and related issues because, as we saw uh, when a lot of this news first popped out, is that uh, their stock price got fucked with. And and as we said before, uh, the people in the world that you absolutely positively never, ever want to piss off is your shareholders because they will <laughs> fuck your shit up if you're not careful. Um, so, yeah, now now the fucking SEC is looking into things. Uh, the SEC, not an organization that you want to fuck with, by the way. Uh, they don't they don't really give a shit. There, there, there's an episode on law and order there's an episode of law and order where the sec uh was helping uh, the da's office investigate something and so they had like a representative from the sec as they were looking through this company's documents and he said to them oh like 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 i can't believe like i'm you know getting threatened by the sec this is what you're resorting to and the sec representative said we don't make threats against people there are people that cooperate and there are people that don't and we have very long memories <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of that's kind of what the SEC is about. Um, as part of this investigation, none other than Activision CEO Bobby Kotick has been subpoenaed by the SEC to provide information documentation as far as what they're looking at. Jesus, buddy. Um. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> good. I'm fine with uh I'm fine with uh Bobby Kotick. Any any anything uh uh not bad but like anything to fuck that guy's day up. Uh, Absolutely. I am I am a okay with. And then uh, uh very shortly before we started recording another <coughs> news story came out that said uh uh Chaco Sunny who is the executive producer for the original Overwatch game and he's the development lead for Overwatch 2, uh, is leaving Activision Blizzard uh, because he just is like, this shit's fucked up and I'm tired of being here right now. Like, like the reason he gave is that he's taking some time off um, after working at Activision Blizzard for five years. But that's not like he this, this is to be clear. This is not a guy that's been named in any of this. Any, any of the goings-ons and the culture of harassment, anything like that around the company. So there's no reason to believe that he was a part of that. But now when you start to lose, like, really good people, like, th- this dude was, like, Jeff Kaplan's, like, right-hand man before yeah. Jeff Kaplan left. Um, That's not fucking good. That's not fucking good to, when when you start getting, like, a talent exodus um, <laughs> yeah, from, from the shit that's going on. Like, like, like it's – people should be really concerned about Blizzard as a company right now. I feel like, yeah, man. Um, it's it's that's what happens when like a ship is sinking, yeah. right? Like people decide, hey, I don't want to drown with these people. Even and people who have nothing to do with the boat, you know, sinking. They're like, I got to get out of here. That's mm-hmm. what's ha- that's what's starting to happen. And um, you know, good. <laughs> I, I I mean, uh, examples need to be made. Yeah, and true. and uh, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, you know this guy. I, look, I'm very. I try to be as consistent as possible. I'm not here to be like. I'm not here to cape for corporations, but I'm also. I also understand that like corporations exist, and they and they can make life easier. And if they can make life easier, they're gonna make a dollar from it. Like yeah. I get it, 
But uh, at the same time, you know, if you are not doing what you're supposed to do and if you are screwing with people and stuff like that, like, yeah, you 100 percent need to be taken down. So, you know, couldn't happen to a better company, I guess. Yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's just a wild. Like not 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 that this was the catalyst for everything that's happened. Obviously not because like the problems in Blizzard are a lot wider reaching than just the past couple of years. But man, like that one, like like ever since the reveal of Diablo Immortal and like them getting kind of like embarrassed by that by the one dude asking the question, like, is this like a late April Fool? Like like that that, that whole fucking thing. Like it's just been a fucking downward, downward sinking sinking spiral for them. Um in a lot of different ways. So it's been uh it's been it's been crazy. Uh but yeah, like I said, more to come on Activision Blizzard in the coming weeks, I'm sure. As yeah, time as time goes along. So uh speaking of giant corporations who <laughs> would make your life easy, but you know, you gotta pay them to do it. Go to densepixels.com. That's we're we're not the corporation. That's <laughs> slash amazon that's the corporation that will make your life easier but you gotta pay and you gotta pay a lot and we hope that you do pay a lot but only if you go to densepixels.com slash amazon see when you go to densepixels.com slash amazon and pay a lot we get a little bit of a finder's fee um i don't have anything interesting in my recently purchased uh oh uh items i've viewed um let's see a Samsung 980 Pro 1 terabyte PCIe uh, internal gaming SSD M.2. I wonder if I, w- <laughs> I wonder why I was reviewing that. Um, <laughs> so so what, I, what I'm hearing is that you're a big fan of the recent PlayStation firmware updates that came out. I'm just saying, uh, you know, maybe maybe I want to get a Patriot Viper VP43001 terabyte M.2 solid state drive. Uh, pick how, up a heat sink. How, 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 how much are these uh, these these M2 SSDs? Uh, the Patriot is 210 Ooh, uh, without damn. an SSD. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's not even. Uh, the Samsung is 180 without an SSD, uh, one terabyte. Um, I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a big baller. Let me see what I can. Let me see what these. Uh, I can't. These I, other... I can't. I'm sorry. I, I cannot play. <laughs> I cannot pay $200 for one terabyte of storage on principle. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait till that shit comes down. Uh, I I will delete games and reinstall them. <laughs> I know that's what meantime. I'm like. I can't. I, I, I will. This is... uh, that, that's insane. Like like I I had a hard time parting. Like here here's the thing. Me and Micah very different in in this regard. Micah's tight with the dollar. I am not. Like if there's something that, that's going to make my life easier or benefited in some small way, I do not mind spending the money. Um, it was hard for me to spend. Fuck, what was it? Like a hundred like 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 right right around a hundred dollars, maybe a little bit less than a hundred dollars on like a five hundred gig uh external <laughs> SSD. To the point where when I when I bought one from my Mac, a one terabyte, I was like, you know what? I'll buy the hard drive and the enclosure separately because it's cheaper. Because they because they because they charge you fucking money when they when they put the enclosure on in advance. So like if you if you if you're expecting me to pay two hundred dollars for a one terabyte SSD that can go to my PlayStation, <laughs> damn that. Like that that's definitely not fucking happening. Yeah, I can't I can't uh I 
I, I need a windfall or something, man. I need, I need, and I, I'm not even talking like, look, I get paid three times in October because it's a, it's a five week month in October. I still can't like it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Or you can get the two terabyte for 460 or 360. I'm sorry. 360. Uh, but look, if you are a big ball and PlayStation owner, please. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and get yourself uh, a new SSD. So uh, we, we go to the post office uh, where <laughs> you two uh, can can check out and throw some questions our way like Daniel did, who says you're at a fork in the road in your video game. How do you decide which path to choose? Do you just choose top versus bottom? Do you go with your character's motives versus yours? Totally random. Micah, how do you choose which which path to go along? Uh, I usually go down then up. Uh, <laughs> if it's if it's top to bottom, yeah. or I usually go left to right because that's that's how I read. So yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't go right and then left. That seems that seems backwards to me. Um, but yeah, and it's just I don't I don't know I I have no idea why, but I literally had to do this in Tales of Arise, yeah. like. You, there's a tower that you go to, and the one character is like, I think we should go up. And I'm like, nope, well, I'm the leader, so we're going down, and then we're going all the way back up. <laughs> and she was right. We should have went up. But, uh, but I, I do know. try – like like when given choices like this in games, I do try to role play as much as possible if I'm, if I'm using a scripted character. Um, Persona 5 made it very difficult to do that because Persona 5 is the king of giving you – two or three dialogue options that all say the same thing. And there's, and there's no, there's no penalty for choosing one over the other. Like, I remember like reading like wondering if, if like they were playing a joke on me because I'm just like, you're literally saying the same fucking thing here with all these dialogue options. Like, so like, it, like it might be slightly different. Um, yeah. If if the if the character is me, like like if I'm giving if I'm given the full agency for the character, um, then I just try to kind of I play it off the cuff. I, I I do what I would do, uh, which unfortunately in some games leads to some inconsistent character choices. But I think it's more interesting that way. Like in Mass Effect, I I find uh, that I go certain directions with certain characters because I like them more, and I go other directions with other characters because I don't. Um, yeah. And but but that's that's truly role playing. That's what they want you to do in the yeah. games. Long 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 as you get your uh, your Paragon and Renegade points, one way or the other. That's all that really matters. Three three got it right by just giving you like charisma points instead of yeah. uh, instead of making you choose. One yeah, because I, I I felt really bad. Like yeah, that reporter was a bit of a you know dick. But like I'm male shepherd and I just punched this woman in the face. I'm like yo, I didn't want to do that. Like it was just uh, yeah. So yeah, nah, nah, nah. Look that like that. That just tells me that once once we discover space, we truly achieve gender equality. So apparently, because yeah. <laughs> he, he, he a cold cocker, you know. I was like, God damn, chef. <laughs> um, Anthony asks, uh, who has your favorite WWE interest? Interest. Uh, d- d- well, I can't talk apparently. <laughs> WWE entrance of all time. Are we talking like one-offs or like just just like because I I I I can't remember which I think it was the second time Shawn uh, Michaels and the Undertaker fought or wrestled. 
like Shawn Michaels descended. Oh, that from was the, the first heavens. time. That was the first, was the first time. time when he when he was wearing uh when he was in like the all white. Yeah, and yeah. then the Undertaker rose up from the ground and and went all black like that. That that was fucking awesome, man. Like <laughs> I, you know, I I really I really dug that. Um, but in terms of like just regular like what are what I'm what am I gonna pop for? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. The song has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Or, and 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 if you have like a sound effect, like it depends on what the sound of it. Like like Austin's glass breaking is iconic, right? right? Like, but like at one point they gave Ricochet a Ricochet sound so before he came. I was like, yo, what are you doing, yo? What are you doing? And it was like just some cheap ass shit just you get from like, a sound like, like those, yeah, those those are the those are the decisions that they make sometimes. Like like remember like like right before Braun Strowman got fired, like they literally like when he was yeah, doing they- the train giving, like they literally overlaid like the train noise over the over the broadcast audio, which was insane. Um my answer to my favorite like entrance consistently uh is Triple H's. I think I think I think Triple H's from a from a both a musical and the the, the, the like like the spectacle um is the best one. Cuz like I said I I I mark out for the for the water for the water spinning cuz he's really good at it. Yeah, you know, like some people, it's either a stream, yeah, or some people they just like, like they, they, they bukkake themselves in water. <laughs> no, his looks like a fountain. Man. Yeah, it, re- it really looks good. Like I said, with the with the lights, you get you get to see the whole spray as well. He he's he's like the the LeBron James of wrestling entrances. <laughs> like as LeBron does like the thing where he takes like the powder and like you know above the scorer's table and all that yeah. like, like that's literally like like that. Um my favorite one-off entrance for the memes uh was the Shawn Michaels, also Shawn Michaels entrance, the Shawn Michaels uh WrestleMania 12 entrance where he came in on the zip line. Yeah. But only because you get the you, you get you get the uh, you get the iconic like Vince McMahon, Sean Michaels, look at that, like, like that old fucking call, uh, which is hilarious, and it's also hilarious to hear Mikey Watson do it all the time on uh, on on time of the draw, so because yeah. <laughs> he does a very good uh, Cardi Vince impersonation. Uh, um, Finn Balor has a fun one just because everybody does it. Yeah. You know what I mean. And uh, Bray Wyatt had a good one um, before it. His was good before WWE decided. Oh, hey, look at all these people with their phones. Let's let's project the 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 you know phones in the background or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the the lights in the background when it was just darkness, and it was him and that lantern, and everyone else had their had their their phones on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really good, Yeah, but, uh, but Under, uh, Undertaker's yeah. was awesome in person. I'm glad I got to see that once before, uh, before he hung it up. So, yeah, yeah. Even, and, even, um, even on TV, it takes 800 years. So, <laughs> and Kane, it, it just, the first time I saw Kane's live, you know, you, you see that explosion with that, like, like. I don't know how they do it, flash paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you really feel that heat, man. Yeah, like it's it's something that um, 
is not conveyed on television. Like they don't really talk about like, oh my God, it's so hot. Like, but you you feel it, man. Like it's yeah, yeah. It it was all right. It's it's pretty good. But uh one of the better TV entrances um was uh when Hulk Hogan, uh the Hollywood Hogan entrance stuff when they would like when it would you know cut in black and white and they would do like the wasn't stop motion but they would do do like almost like the strobe effect yeah as he was coming down in the ring like that was that was always a lot of fun too um over voodoo child easily the biggest loss by the way of watching uh old stuff on wwe network is not getting the voodoo child theme uh the end the nwo version as he comes down to the ring so yeah uh john says so Teddy Lawn mentioned that Ric Flair called him the N-word and other racist issues in WCW. Uh, Gary Hart gave Teddy a blade and said, if these motherfuckers keep fucking with you, cut their goddamn throats. Uh, given what's come to light recently, and, and John's referring to the dark side of the ring uh, controversy this week, uh, I'd say Gary Hart was on to something. What say yeah. you guys? I, uh, look, I... <laughs> Until I'm proven otherwise, I assume all white people are racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it just isn't, you know, and, and, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, I don't hate, I don't hate people for it, right? Like, but I, it's, it's the safer assumption for me. <laughs> and, and so, you know, hearing stuff like this, right? Yeah. Especially people from the South, uh, especially people of a certain age from the South. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Of course. Of course. You probably called him boy and all that shit, man. Like, yeah, like I 100% believe. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, all of them. Look, I loved uh, Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a young lad growing up. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. But then he went on this rap is crap. And I was just like, oh, there it is. He's a fucking racist. And and I and I have no reason to believe why, but just that he didn't like rap music? Like that doesn't make sense. Appar- right? Apparently but, Kurt Henning was a was an enormous country music fan. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I get it, but like it's just a safer assumption for me. So I, yeah, I, look, I believe I, it. I, I don't blame you. So <laughs> Ric Flair and people like Ric Flair are an interesting thing that we all have to reckon with in 2021 because we knew that Ric Flair was Ric Flair. He said it this whole time. <laughs> he said it like, like, like the story, the stories about this particular incident are widespread. Like we've, like we've known about this shit for years, like Ric Flair running around the plane naked, you know, wearing only his robe kind of shit, throwing his yeah. dick out around all over the place. Um, obviously like the, the, the reporting about the sexual assault was not really public knowledge until, until this, this video came out. Um, but Ric Flair and people like Ric Flair create an interesting reckoning because we've kind of known that this is who Ric Flair is. And, but me too has changed a lot, but it's not like what we've known about Ric Flair has changed since me too. It's just that the things that he did back then, if he did them today, would be, you know, like fucking get get wrecked from society. Right. But like do like like it's almost like people that we've known or shit kind of get grandfathered into like like we're not going to hold your past transgressions against you kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it is because, you know, 
people like the guy. Right. Right. Like he's got per- a personality goes a long way, man. You can be a real fucking asshole if you could. But if you can make people laugh, if you can make people want to be you want to hang out with you, mm-hmm. people forgive that stuff, especially if you're a celebrity. And um, yeah, like kiss stealing, kiss stealing, guys. Like like he he yeah. said it like that's who he was. And um, look, I'm not here to shit on. Uh, Ric Flair, I think life kind of did that, which is mm-hmm. why he was doing car shield commercials. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not here to shit on an old man, but at the same time, like you can't not, you can't not, uh, you got to measure the man through all the stuff that you like and all the stuff that all the blemishes and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, uh, when Kobe Bryant died, you know, some people were bringing up his uh, sexual assault allegations and while people were upset, you know, because he had just died, mm-hmm. um, I I get it. You know what I mean? I get why someone would bring it up if you were a victim of sexual assault. Like you got to that's part of his legacy, unfortunately. So you mm-hmm. got to you. And that doesn't mean you got to hate the guy or cancel him or whatever. Like, but like, no, nah, yo, he did that shit. Yeah, but and, you, and, and, and you and don't I, have to I be think, indignant about it like Tommy Dreamer was. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest thing is that we have to we have to just get comfortable with analyzing the totality of people. Um, there's a phrase that gets com that gets you know bandied about, and, and I feel like this phrase. I, I don't mean to make light of the of the topic at hand because I feel like this phrase does that to an extent, but no one is. You know, no one should be judged as, you know, harshly as they were on their worst day, nor should they be lauded as, as good as they were on their best day kind of thing. Like, like we need to measure folks through a, through a complete lens. Um, and look, I know people that were very upset about the Kobe Bryant thing. But for some folks, like, that sexual assault allegation was literally, like, their first top of mind impression of him. Or, or yeah. not impression, but lasting memory of him. It's yeah. the first thing they thought about. Um, I thought about uh, with Kobe Bryant specifically, like an Instagram post that he made, like with his daughter's basketball team uh, mm-hmm. that he had made like a year or so before that got that went viral, where he was literally calling out one of the children on the team for not being there for the game because oh, it was more important she had a dance recital to go to. But these are real <laughs> champions. I'm like, these are fucking kids, man. Like yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, like like like. <laughs> Like, 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 and I, like, I, and to me, like that, like the, the thing that defined Kobe Bryant to me was his like Jordan esque level of hyper competitiveness <coughs> for all the good and bad that, 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 that label entails because all, Michael Jordan also, you know, not a great guy in the grand scheme of things for the same reasons. Like, like, in, which is why last dance was remarkable to me that he allowed that much of his, of his personality to be shown. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that Ric Flair is the same way. Like you're like, if you talk to wrestling guys and Lord knows a lot of them have enough of a platform out there to get their opinions out there, especially old school dudes, they're going to have a lot of positive shit to say about Ric Flair because Ric Flair has been around forever. He's been a guy that has helped others, you know, come up through the industry is, you know, been a great in-ring performer very and and sold for everybody and made everyone else look good and, and all that kind of shit. But Ric Flair also probably an asshole. I mean, the dude's been married for six times, known adulterer, like, like, 
like famously so like, like, it's, right. like it's been crazy <laughs> and so like i don't think anyone should be surprised that it's possible that it, like like this instance of possible sexual assault probably not the only time that this that rick flair has stepped into this it, it waded into that side of the pool right so right um so again as as you evaluate people just remember uh that stuff that is you know done that's acceptable in today's day and age might not be in 20 years as well not that that was ever acceptable but i mean it certainly didn't have the light being shown on it that it does uh in in this call in this society with with you know with the advancement of me too and i'm glad that it is um but like so we we've been knew that rick flair is this guy like no one should be shocked Tommy yeah. Dreamer also, like I said, like you said, in, indignance is not the way to go. Uh, yeah, it really isn't, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't, especially not on camera, bro. Like I no. understand, you know, you can think whatever you want to think, but like, well, and and, and you saw doing, he, yo. he he walked that shit back at hyper hyper speed. Once, he once, did, once he but really, he was... once, once he realized that uh that he fucked up. So yeah, yeah, somebody they were fucking with his money. So he was just <laughs> like, oh, all right, sorry, sorry if I offended you. Like, all right, that's how I knew he ain't mean that shit. But sorry if you were offended. If you were offended, yeah. uh, but he literally said, oh, I got two ponytails. Somebody could be offended by that. Blah, blah. Like you're comparing a haircut to sexual assault. Yeah. Dude. Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh, so he did it. It was a joke. Like, nah, yo, nah. Right, well, and, nah. and, 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 and like he made, I think he made the point along the lines of, well, you know, if it was such, such big deal, like why'd she take the money and not go to court? And I'm just like, that's such a yeah. tone deaf yo, way you know? to, to look at like, like sexual assault cases difficult to prove at the time. Like, 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 like when they right. happen, they're difficult to prove. So like, I, I don't begrudge anybody who, you know, rather than go through that anguish of a court case that they might not win. Like, you know, if they want to take some money to, to, to buy their silence, like I'm not upset at the victims in those cases, like, like be upset yeah, at the dude that, that caused that shit to happen. And the fact matters, WWE would not have paid her out if there was, you know, it, yeah, if they wouldn't have paid her out if he didn't case, do like it. reason to believe that, that it was true. So, right. Like, yeah, come on, yo. Yeah. Like there's a reason they settled. Right. <laughs> and it's not because she was a gold digger. Like, get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. That's a stupid fucking logic, man. Yeah. Uh, Daniel comes back. He says, Diablo 2 Resurrected is almost here. Will people forget about what's happening at Blizzard just as fast as any other strategically time release, or does this one change things? Um. So it's interesting, right? Because, first of all, Diablo 2 Resurrected not really being developed by Blizzard proper. It's being developed by Vicarious Visions, who really have nothing to do with this whole fiasco now that that bit of nuance is probably going to get lost in the wake of things um i i really don't think i really don't think that the goings-ons around activision blizzard is going to have a meaningful impact on the sales of diablo 2 resurrected no, yeah, I, I agree with you. That game is going to sell whatever it was going to sell. Yeah. Um, because people, you know, they abhor it, the 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 actions that the company as a whole has been doing. But either A, they realize that like, you know, boycotting the game won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, or B, they just don't give a shit and they just want to play 
the game that they want to play. I mean, also it's Diablo fucking two. <laughs> like, right. like, like, like if, if it was like some other, if it was Diablo immortal and you had to pay for Diablo immortal, I'd say maybe that might be a little bit, but, but this is one of the most beloved games ever yeah. getting a re-release for the first time and playable on consoles for the first time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to have a, a very big impact on, on the sales for this game. Uh, film wander says what game that has never been adapted for film or television would make a good movie franchise. Um, I'm not going to say the answer that everyone is waiting for us to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, so here's the thing, you know, games and cinematic games mm-hmm. and movies are they're they're cousins right like any example that i can think of is already a cinematic game right well, and I- any game that i think is a good game in terms of gameplay will make a piss poor movie well, because- and so that well that's that's the thing i was going to say so i'm going to i'm going to go one for, one step further here and tell and say that no game should be adapted into a movie because movies just don't have the bandwidth to be able to properly tell the story that gets built in a game world because of the amount of time that the game has given to develop characters and plots and things like that, where games should be taken. If you're going to insist on creating live action versions of video games, you should be doing what HBO is doing and creating series that can yeah. be on your Netflixes and your HBO Maxes and your Hulus and things of that nature um, because that is a much better medium for telling these stories. Yeah. Yeah. but a ch- Yeah. Like a chapter-based, like, miniseries. Yeah. Right? Because you think about games that have, you know, strong-ish narrative, mm-hmm. like – you got the David Cage games, the Quantic Dream games. Those are movies, right? Yeah. They just go from point A to point B. Um, the um, the Naughty Dog, uh, the two big Naughty Dog franchises. There, I look. I love those games. Uh, or I love Uncharted and tolerate The Last <laughs> of Us. But they they are they are, you know, going from one cutscene to the net one story beat to the next story beat mm-hmm. um i just i i yeah. I'll, I'll check out i'm a, I'm gonna check out the last of us on, on hbo but you think about like grand theft auto like their stories aren't their stories aren't that great because of the the structure in which that game well, lays everything well, they're out all, yeah they're all like grand theft auto stories are very slapsticky like i i'd almost yeah. feel like Instead of watching a GTA movie, like just watch any classic, like Guy Ritchie film. Watch because, any crime movie. Yeah. Uh, watch any western. Um, for your like Red Dead Redemption fix. Um, and then the other stuff like people people love Bioshock story, but the reason you like Bioshock is not because of the. It's because you are the person, right? It's right? because it's like, of the immersiveness. right right like the would you kindly aspect of it like it blew your mind and and you're and at one point at at one point you're stuck 
because the character says, would you kindly do this? And if you don't, well, the game just doesn't continue. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's the thing that gets it. So I, I think there are titles that can do it. I think there are titles that like, like the Silent Hill movie mm-hmm. was actually pretty good. Um, um, but other than that, like, I don't think portal would work because the whole thing of portal is actually figuring out the puzzles. Right. Like horizon would be, could be an interesting setting for a cinematic property. But again, telling a story in, in the world of horizon with everything that's going on in there doesn't work in a two hour movie. You'd have to spread it out over, you know, six episodes. Six hour yeah. long episodes like 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 you need that the, the problem the the thing that makes video game stories special the special ones usually go hand in hand with a copious amount of world building and it's difficult to do that when you're constrained by time um, to, to let that stuff breathe because then otherwise you're just telling a telling a tale framed within a universe that you don't get a lot of detail on. And so unless your story is fucking rock solid and can be condensed into a two hour window, then you end up just getting a bunch of bullshit. So, yeah. Um, finally, cam asked his Bray Wyatt debut for AEW this week during their big grand slam event. Uh, if they're wise, he doesn't, uh, cause I feel like that there's already going to be a lot going on. Um, at this event, because you have Kenny Omega versus, Daniel Bryan for the very first time. You have a lot of other marquee matches uh, that are going to be at this uh, dynamite. So I, I don't think that throwing another major debut on, on top of what's already a pretty stacked card uh, is wise because then the talk becomes all about Bray Wyatt. I think you want to let your event breathe a little bit and let the talk be about the wrestling as opposed to who you're bringing in. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm a. I'm a need. I like AEW, but I'm gonna need them to kind of like chill and and develop the people that they have. They have, they have a a a tremendous roster. Um, now you just need to do stuff with the people you have. You know, one thing about them is they have a bunch of stables, and um, you know, in on the one sense, it's it's kind of good because you know, you can get those people on TV mm-hmm. even if they aren't doing anything, but in another sense, like it's bad because they're just standing around not doing anything. Yeah. Right. Like look, look at Jake Hager, right? Like, like I forgot Jake Hager was employed with the company. Remember, remember when he was a marquee signing for AEW? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Remember Sean Spears? He was, he, that was the first big, like, oh shit, it's fucking, uh, it's, uh, that 10 guy from, like, yeah. but like, what happened? The, Remember the, the FTR? Was, like, like, what happened? The other thing with Bray Wyatt, too, is that you, so, so we have seen that he is someone who you can trust to kind of let run his show a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think just popping him on TV is what suits what he's best at. I think yeah, him he's... developing a character or developing yeah. some kind of story and then teasing up to that is yep. a much more effective way to bring him along. Yeah. He can't just be, cause what's he going to be? Right. Right. Like he, he's, he's, 
what's he going to be? He's not going to be the Bray Wyatt character. He's no. not going to be the Fiend character. He's not going to be Husky Harris. He's, you know, he's like you said, he's got a, this is a, this is something that he has the capability of being like their undertaker, right? Yeah. Like some mythic figure, but they said they're not going to do like mythic shit. Like, like they're not going to do um, uh, spooky shit or, or that's why, that's yeah, we'll why the, we'll see. the Matt Hardy, the Matt Hardy, like delete, delete. That's why he's not that character. We'll, we'll see. It, 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 it's 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 one thing to say that when you don't have anyone on the roster capable of pulling that off credibly. Yeah, it's another thing to say it, and, and I mean they're already kind of dipping their toes in the waters somewhat with with Malachi Black. Like like he obviously doesn't have like the supernatural aspect about the character, but he definitely is still carrying over that Alistair Blackish persona uh-huh. with him, um, which you know is a bit of a darker edge in that, in that sort of thing. So we'll see, yeah. like I said, it could be uh it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe them to, you know, to, to not go back on that. If it suits them to do so at some point and Bray Wyatt would be a guy that, uh, that would be, that would make a lot of sense to let kind of run with that. Yep. So, uh, that is it for the post office. Uh, we thank you guys for submitting your questions, which you too can do at densepixels.com slash fans on our Discord. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well by going to youtube.com slash densepixels. Follow us all on Twitch. I'm densepixelsbrad. Terrence Zappers at 410. Carrie is stuff. It's Carrie. And uh, don't forget, Carrie is doing Extra Life this year. Uh, she is the de facto Extra Life uh, queen for Dense Pixels as well. So make sure you check out her Extra Life page. Donate if you can. She's playing Fallout New Vegas this year. Should be a rollicking good time. And uh, and yeah, that's that's going to be it for us. Um, Russian Grand Prix this weekend. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be good times in the F1 world. Uh, but that's it for me and Micah. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all next time. See ya.